to the MMA Roadshow, episode number 444. My name is John Morgan, and Cold Coffee is with me in Las Vegas on what? A rare non-UFC week. Can you believe it, Cold Coffee? As much as we love to watch the fights, as much as we love to cover the fights, 17 straight weeks I saw the stat. I didn't even realize we were in the midst of 17 straight weeks, and we got a rare non-UFC week upon us. I love it. I thought you were going to say a rare non-media day Wednesday, which (laughs) is the same thing because it's ridiculous. We even last night when we were – you know, rounding out the contender series, which we'll talk about in a second. I literally, my brain was still like, okay, God, we got to be back here in the morning. Maybe I'll just leave my shit. And I was like, wait, we don't, we don't have to come back here. And I was like, I I just immediately felt like this weight off my shoulders. I was like, my life has just been in in a never ending conveyor belt of to the apex and back to the apex and back. But dude, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. And the, and, you know, the weather is sunny. Maybe it's that's why it's extra sunny today, because we didn't have to go and sit inside <laughs> the apex, which we love the apex. It's nice and easy. But, dude, I'll tell you, uh, you you've been to one media day. You've been to all the media days. Yeah. I mean, it's the same whether it's a big event or not. After a while, it's just the same, same old stuff. That's what it is. I, look, I never want to seem like we're complaining about what we have to do for a living because we're not. We're, we're, we're fortunate to do what we do, but it's just. Yeah, it just becomes routine, and I think it's the fact also that, like, not only is it routine, but it's the fact that, like, we're literally in the same building, in the same seat, you know what I mean? I, I yeah. guess, and, 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 hey, I know there's a lot of I do of like my seat. I'm not going to bitch. I, I do like my seat. I do like to walk in, and I just go straight to my chair, just straight to my chair. I mean, I guess that sounds a lot like what most jobs are like. You just go to your cubicle, and you work Go to your cubicle. But that's not what we've ever done. It's normally like, well, you go here this week, and then you go there this week, and then even yeah. if it's here, you know, well, we're at the MGM Grand this time. Oh, well, now we're over at Mandalay. Oh, well, now we're over there. But no, it's just apex every week, man. So it's just it's just nice to have yeah. a little break, just to, just to change up the routine a little bit, you know? 100%. Any, 100%. Uh, four, you said 444, man. That number is getting bigger that wild? and bigger. I love it. I love it. 444, man. That's crazy. All right, so any uh, – any plans for the weekend? Did you did you do anything special with not having a UFC to cover this week? Are you doing anything? No, because like unplug? I said, as 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 much as yesterday, I still thought we had one. <laughs> so no, I haven't thought anything. <laughs> I'm gonna I'll probably get some steps in and uh, staycate a little bit. Maybe go grab uh, grab some ramen. Get out of the house a little Ooh. bit. Um, but you know, honestly, and I was talking about this last night. When the it, it was funny, one of the guys on the Slack channel put this um, thing about one of these uh, football players getting traded. And I was like, how dare you put some sport that's outside of this MMA bubble? I was like, when do you find the time? And I was thinking about it. I was like, Saturday, I'm going to get to watch like college ball all day long. Yeah. And then Sunday, I'm going to watch some ball on Sunday night, yep. uh, you know, during Sunday as well. So I'll probably, you know, go out, uh, maybe uh, see some of my bartender buddies, you know, catch a couple uh, drinks there. I'll try to not put any money in the machines. I, I I'm not trying to gamble uh, away, but it just tends to happen. It just tends to happen. But uh, yeah, I mean, nothing, uh, n- nothing too extreme. Maybe just go, go grab some uh, grub um, and watch some, watch some ball, man. Uh, I I love college football. I love this time of year, and uh, just never get a chance because usually it's like we're prepping for an event. We sure. got to go down the apex, or we got to go somewhere to to do it. So just simple shit like that, man, and just being able to watch some ball. So I, I might actually go. Uh, um, watch at one of the Buckeyes bars or something just to just to kick it up a little bit just because we never get a chance. So 
but nothing too crazy. You know, uh, it's funny because I have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off. I never have those nice. days. I really should try to do something, but I'm just like, the act of doing nothing is kind of doing something. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of all about it. You know, I, I was gonna say, just sitting around watching some ball. That's something different than we normally get it to do. So, and it by the way, so good. It, 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 even if you don't go out, if you do it at home, make sure you open the doors and the windows and get some fresh yes. air. You talk about the weather. I mean, it's oh, nice man. right now. I always always brag about this time of year in Las Vegas. Yep. I always say if you're planning some time to come out here, this is the time to do it. The, the high today is supposed to be 94 degrees. So still, you know, a little a little warm. Not bad. But yeah. the high on Saturday, I'm looking at the weather right now, 75 degrees is the high. Is that high. it? Wow, so we got a cold front coming oh, yeah, through. Yeah, through man. This Boy, is the that's going to feel good, though. This, this is the time of year. Looking yeah. forward to it. Looking forward to it. I love it. All right, man. Love well, listen, it. we got uh, we do have some MMA to talk about, even though there's not uh, any UFC event. There is some stuff coming up this weekend, plus some stuff just unfolded. Uh, obviously, this past weekend, it was a little bit of a disappointment. We broke it down on the and a half episode. Of course, it was uh, Mateusz Gamrot picking up the TKO win via injury over Rafael Fazeev. Uh, I did get a chance to take it in with my son, which was cool. It was a fun night for me. Got to hang out in the crowd a little bit. And first <laughs> – First time my kid was there for a full event. He had been to the Apex before, but always, like, we kind of <coughs> brought him around, like, the start of the main card or something like that. And finally I was like, you know what, man, you're getting you're getting a longer attention span. Uh, why don't we try to do a whole event together, hang out, just a little little boys club, and uh, and we kicked it together. And I do have to kind of bribe him. Uh, I let him I let him pick the winners of every fight and put a little put a little cash on the line if he picks the right winner. So that way he's got a cheering interest in every fight. But he uh, <laughs> he hung around the whole night and he and he did pretty good, man. He, t- he took some he took some cash off the old man. But uh, a kind of a disappointing main event. I mean, I think honestly it feels like Bryce Mitchell was the one that stole all the the attention and the energy out of that event. But but what about you? Anything that you found yeah, memorable or stuck the, out? The to right you? reason or not? Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean I I was definitely bummed about. Um, the main event, because, I mean, it just had all the makings of what was going to be a fun fight, you know, and I, I was really looking forward to see all that and just to have it happen like that, you know, and something that's just so uh, not random is just, you know, it didn't it wasn't like a common um, thing that we would see in the fight. You know, it wasn't yeah. like an arm break. It wasn't like a, a bad eye poke. Just the fact that his knee gave out, you know, whether it's from that kick or, you know, just the bad placement or whatever. Um it was just unfortunate. It just felt like, and it happened so quick that it was just almost like, wow, the fight, you never really got to see, um, you know, how it was really going to play out. You know, we had thought about, oh, is it going to be the strikers? Is it going to get to the ground? Is it going to have all these things? And you went through all these scenarios and it was like, oh, I did not factor that into <laughs> oh, any of the possible yeah. scenarios. And it just felt like, oh, okay, that's how we're ending. And then after, you know, and what was, you know, it's funny enough because I was joking with some of the others, you know, because we're always in the back. We're like, let's just not have people come transport them all. We don't want to do interviews. We don't want to do interviews. So I was like, I'm hoping for five transports today. Let's just get five transports, you know, just being a dick. And it turned out there were five transports over the night, you know. So there, <laughs> It was your fault. You know, but that was not my fault. That was not my fault. I did want to see that one. Um, but it was... Um, it was a good night, and you you brought up Bryce. Uh, it, it's interesting because I was just watching a, you know, I was gathering some footage for this UFC 30th stuff, and one of the fights that I uh, copied was Max Holloway versus Brian Ortega. Mm-hmm. That fight was stopped in the fourth after the fourth round when Brian's eye was clearly clearly just in bad shape. They said he couldn't really see or whatever, but Bryce's eye looked worse 
the other night after that whatever the the that first round I want to say and I was like why are they not stopping it why are they not stopping partially I will say I am kind of biased because my staff picks I picked him to lose so I was like <laughs> all right end this now end this now end this now but he gutted through it man he got the he got the win I can't I can't fault him for it um it was a good fight it was a good battle I mean a lot of heart shown it was just you know in my opinion you know I don't Every I don't begrudge a man. If you want to have your, your your beliefs and you want to say this and that, it's fine. But man, don't don't throw it on people. Don't force it on people. And I just felt like after a really just awesome way to gut out that fight, it just he just made it weird and fucking awkward at the very end of it, and even to the point where he made it awkward for his opponent, who you know was right there. He's like, you know, Dan, I want you to pray for me. And Dan's like, no, thank you. You know, it's like we can have our moment, but bro, like. Maybe maybe for him, religion is a private thing, and he wants to you know keep his faith and say what he wants to do, and maybe he wants to pray in private, and you know, you're going to make it awkward for him and force him to do it on, on live television. And, and just his entrance and stuff was just so fucking weird. I was just like, what, what are you – are you trying to like make everybody like, – like people doubt that you're religious and you really want to go all in and fight the, the, the forces of Satan and then blah, 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 blah. Just, it was just weird. I was like, bro, I just want to watch you fight. <laughs> I don't want. I just want to watch you fight. I don't want to watch you pray. I don't want I'm, to make you force me to listen to you pray. Um, I'm so have I'm, your religion, have your shit. But I'm just like, dude, come on, a time and a place. Well, it's funny because I'm so torn on Bryson Lowry because I, I, first of all, I just like Bryce as a guy. You know, what he's I mean? a but fucking great, fun kid, man. He's hilarious. He is amazing, and some of the things he says are definitely out there. But they, you know, I've, I've said it before, but they all come from a good place. Like they come from a good heart. Like. You know, yeah. for somebody wanting to pray with you, like that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. But you are right; it just felt kind of awkward. And yeah, I mean, I blaming the fires on Satan and shit. I'm just like, okay, yeah. now you're getting fucking flat. You're back to the flat Earth shit. You know, like come that's on, where it goes, bro. That's where it goes a little bit much. And it's it's funny too. Like, I always love the fact when when guys show respect to their opponents. You know, but it's kind of weird because when you've just been defeated, and I, and I've, I feel like Dan Ige, especially man, he takes these losses really hard. And I think at that moment, like, you're trying to do the right thing and share a moment with, the, you know, your opponent that you just shared the yeah. cage with. But, like, that opponent is trying to process the defeat and and they're down. Like, they're, they're at the bus. So it's just, it's just kind of a weird time, you know what I mean? Because yep. so, he uh, clearly could have got that. He, he was close to getting the decision as well. I mean, I think depending on if you weren't biased like me, I was seeing where he possibly could have taken it. It's just the control time, if anything else, is what kind of got him, you know, there towards the end. But, yeah, it was just weird. I mean, like, I – in. I've, I've, yeah, maybe I was just pulling for Dan. I really wanted Dan to get that win, man. He's such a nice dude, and I just felt like, you know, with things going his way and the way things were going for extreme, I just kind of figured it was going to happen. And it was just, I wouldn't, maybe I wouldn't have mind that, not that I would mind that Bryce won. I just, maybe I minded the fact that he just made it weird at the end, that it just took away from the actual action that we saw in there, where I wanted to commend him for his heart and being able to pull through when his eye was definitely, that eye was gone. There was no way he was seen. The, 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 the doc that came in there, she didn't do any eye check. She didn't do anything. I just felt like she was like, you're good to fight, right? right? We got to make sure this fight is still going. You know, I was like, she's not doing any check at all. She's not doing what she was supposed to be doing. Never actually even see her really touch the eye, the area around the eye, trying to open it to see if he had any sort of visual thing. I never saw any eye test. And I was just like, what's going on? But then I was thinking, okay, this is you because you want the fight to go for his <laughs> opponent because your staff picks. You know, I'm not sure if anybody else saw that and thought anything about it. Maybe I was just looking too much into it. But I just thought it was interesting because, you know, watching the footage that I saw today with Holloway and Ortega, Ortega's eye was clearly open. You could still see that his eyeball, like, 
Bryce, you couldn't see his eye. I know. His eye was completely closed. It was that tore up. And I was just a little surprised that it didn't get stopped. But um, it is what it is. So, I, I mean, I commend him on his heart. I commend him on his technique. You know, and I just – I wanted I wanted to hear how he gutted through that and what it took to do that. And instead, he, he chose to make it really awkward and start talking about something completely off book. And I, the, then at that point, you know – and I was a little kind of, you know – People think that Bisping was doing this out of his own volition. He's like, okay, you're just getting weird. You're going to talk religion. I'm going to stop. Like, Aww. he has people in his ear telling him to stop. And he was getting a lot of shit. I saw a lot of people jumping on him. And, like, really? at least some of the comments, you know, wow. were saying shit like like that it was on Mike that Mike didn't want to hear and pray. Maybe it's just our YouTube comments or something. I can't remember where I was really seeing them. Maybe on Twitter. People are trying to make it sound like uh, Bisping didn't want to hear and pray because Bisping doesn't uh, isn't like a active Christian or doesn't believe in Christianity or maybe he's an atheist or something. But they it made it seem like that that was Bisping or maybe impartially because as he walked away because it was very awkward he kind of chuckled in his way you know to just be like oh that was weird or whatever and people took that that he was laughing at Bryce's Christianity Bryce wanting to pray or whatever. And I was like, people, come on. I didn't take it that way. And I was like, have you never seen Best Ping? He's just, he's kind of an awkward dude that when the situation's awkward, they chuckle. And I think that's an English manner. I think we all sort of do that. You know, when, when things are just kind of awkward, you just kind of chuckle and you're like, whoa, well, that was weird. Let me, <laughs> let me go away from that, you know? Um, but I just thought it was interesting. And I just, I hate that he put him into that position. You know, I'm fine with it. Any fighter want to go up there and you want to thank your God after the position, after the fight and for giving you the strength to do it. That's awesome. They all do it. But let's not use that time for a Bible study. Let's move on. And let's get to the action. I, I didn't tune into it for Bible study. If you want to do that, that's fine. But, you know, you're not guaranteed that platform to to do it really regardless of religion whether it be the majority just you know religion christianity in this country or another one you know who knows yeah but i don't know maybe i'm just a hateful devil worshiper <laughs> because that was satan making me say you know, i was gonna things. say it sounds like satan's uh telling you what to say here man you, you need to go uh Get, get yourself checked out. Is that like an exorcism or something? I don't know. What to do. I don't think that's what I do like it. pea soup. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. All right. So, a bit of an anticlimactic ending, I think, to the event, even though there were some yeah. fun fights in there. But, there were uh, good, good fights. Yeah, sure. it really was. Some good action along the way, but kind of a, like I said, kind of a weird final two endings there. But. If if we if you were down about that, it all got made up for last night at Dana White's Contender Series, which I'm just gonna say right now, if if you're one of these people that maybe you don't check out Dana White's Contender Series every week, I know I've heard a lot of people say, ah, oh, I don't really like the show as much as I used to. They just give contracts to everybody, or there's just too much to watch, and that's okay. I get it, man. The weeks yeah. are busy sometimes. You might not have your Tuesday. It's not like the weekend. But I will say, if you're not somebody who watches every week, make sure you go back. And check this one out, man. Luckily, it's all it's all on there on ESPN Plus. So you can check out the archive. Uh, I mean, just phenomenal fights. We had one one bad fight. The heavyweight fight was not a great fight by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. But the other four were all fantastic, including uh, two decisions that were, I mean, legit like fight of the year type fights. I mean, it's two of the best fights that have ever been on that series to the point that you know you had two losers in one night get contracts which you've only seen one That's ever crazy. done before crazy super crazy but you know what so crazy. I, I i have no problem with it man and no problem with it at all carly i was a little bit worried about cuz she was she came in on short notice and she was only 3 and 0 she fell to 3 and 1 so she's only 3 and 1 um so I, was, I i i thought that might be one where he's like 
well, she fought amazing, but she's still a little green right now. She needs it. But she didn't fight green. She didn't fight, like, uh, inexperienced. I mean, she fought like a, like a monster. I mean, they just went at would it. Would you say she fought like a man? Uh, okay. No, I would not. <laughs> I was like, Dana, you're so – like, are you not catching what you're doing here, bro? You're not, you're not catching what you're doing here? I know. And he's like, I say it with all respect. I say it with all respect. And I'm like, well, I know, but just – just say they fought really well, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, but, you know, he, look, he, he made He was trying. He was, he was trying. He was trying it, to give a comment, comment, and he just didn't. And, but I don't think he really cares. I mean, like, I guess maybe that's the woke part of society saying, like, oh, you can't just compliment her on being a fighter. You have to say, like, oh, they fought like men. I, you know, like, I get And, look, uh, I tell you, it's, it's reminiscent of, you know, when Yuan and Jacek and Zhang Wiley had that amazing fight. And, yep. and we all kind of said, and I heard some people say this too, that, oh, you shouldn't say that. And, th- and then at that point, yeah, you're talking about woke. But I was like, and I know I wasn't the only one that said this. A lot of people did, but I did really feel this way. Like, it's almost a- an injustice to that fight to say it's one of the best women's fights of all time. It's like it doesn't even need a yep. qualifier on it. You know what I mean? It's just one yep. of the best fights of all time. And I think that's what he was trying to get at last night is like, I'm not trying to say, like, y'all fought – great for women you know what i mean it's just like that was just i mean they they literally just stood toe to toe didn't even think about takedowns and just slugged it out for 15 minutes and i mean what yeah. more could you ask for it was it was entertaining as hell so great night of, of dana white's contender series matchups um with with uh, you know a big knockout to start the night a, a, a big a big tko to end the night two fight of the year type candidates um, I still walked and away. Six up. contracts. Six, six contracts. contracts. Five I, uh, fights, six contracts, and that's subtract the fight that Dana said was a complete stinker. I forget what his phrasing was, but it was equivalent of him calling it a complete stinker. You know, <laughs> he's like, I can't find anything good to say about this fight. He, so I'm not going to say anything <laughs> at all. I'll just move on. He's like, even the the referee. Well, you know, the refereeing was was interesting on that. So it was a DQ for an illegal knee, and I saw a lot of people online saying that knee was perfectly legal. And it's such a tough one because, you know, if you look at it, 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 the rule in Nevada, and this to me just echoes again, the rule needs to be the same everywhere so that when you're watching it, you know, like, I'm totally, like, there's controversy right now because Colorado is allowing the, the global rule set, you know, one championship, and the Association of Boxing Commissions is saying, oh, you shouldn't do that, we all need to be on unified rules. And it's like, hold on, man, how can you say we all need to be on unified rules when even the unified rules aren't unified like I'm okay with there being different rule sets like if if like I said you want to have the global rule set that says knees to the ground you know head of a grounded opponent are fine soccer kicks are fine whatever I'm fine but definitions of like what a grounded opponent is I don't think should change from commission to commission because it confuses the viewers it confuses the fighters it probably confuses the officials as well because they have to remember where they are but in Nevada the rule is that it you're, it has to be, you know, to be grounded, it can be one hand, but it has to be weight-bearing. So basically they're trying to get you to eliminate the quote-unquote playing the game where you're just reaching down to put your fingertips on it, right? And so I saw a lot, of, and I think it was a really tough call to make last night because uh, Mario was leaning forward, and his hand was down, and it did mm-hmm. appear to be kind of weight-bearing. Now Weight-bearing. Yeah, yep. I, I thought it was weight-bearing. Now I heard some people say, well, look, he removed his hand and he didn't fall over, so it wasn't weight bearing. I'm like, well, wait a minute. But his opponent was still holding him at the same time, though, e- wasn't he? Exactly. And not only that, if you remove your hand, you're going to shift your, your balance a little bit as well. You yeah. know what I mean? So, like, when your hand was down, it was weight bearing. Then, when you went to pull it up, you would shift your weight back a little bit on your heels so that it's not weight bearing anymore. And and the other thing that, to remember about it too is that 
the hand did come up before the strike landed, but it's not when the strike lands, it's when it's being thrown, right? When the, when the knee was being thrown, the hand was definitely down. So um, it was a tough one. This was a borderline to me. I saw a lot of people uh, just kind of ripping on Jacob Montalvo and saying it was a terrible decision. I think it was just a really borderline one and a hard decision to make um, because I think it was weight-bearing at the moment that the knee was, was thrown, and maybe it wasn't, but that's the way it appeared to me. So I, I didn't find as much outrage with it. I think it – it probably also helped that the fight was bad. I think the outrage would probably be higher. Like, nobody was getting a contract out of that fight regardless of what the result was. Like, it was pretty evident at that point. So I think maybe that's maybe one reason my my alert level isn't as high because I don't feel like it cost anybody any opportunities. But I didn't think it was maybe as controversial as I thought a lot of people did because of, you know, again, I thought it was weight-bearing at the time the knee was thrown. Yeah, and I'll have to go back and watch it because when I watched the replay, Grant, I was kind of doing it from a side. I thought his hand was still down. I thought I saw the head move while his head was still, uh, while his hand was still down. So I'll, I'll allude to you. If you, you obviously watched it a little bit better than I did. So um, I could see why some people maybe um, were a little up in arms because uh, if you don't go back and, and notice it, I'd have to go back and look. I thought it still, I thought it was pretty cleanly still on the ground. But regardless, uh, you got to be aware of that shit. I mean, if you're if your opponent's in any sort of position, you got to maintain you got to maintain your weapons, man. I know that yep. the shots there, and you want to do it, but you know, I know a lot of guys probably think that they can time it, they can pull them up in time to force the hand off. I mean, is it really worth it? Um, I mean, there's plenty of other moves I think you could probably do at that point to secure. Whereas, you know, going for the one that's obviously a lot more risky. Um, I mean, he could have went to the body and, and, and didn't go towards the head and stuff. And it still would have, you know, kept him in, the, in a good position. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's clearly a judgment call. But, yeah, um, it is what it is. But it sounds like the fight, rest of the fight stunk anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty rough. I know you were a little bit distracted at the time. Um, but I, yeah. I will say, I, and, and we'll talk about that in a moment, but th those two fights, uh, Ernesto's victory, Danny Silva's victory, um, definitely worth checking out. And for me, personal shout-out to uh, Danny Barlow, of course. It was an all-CFFC, all-Memphis uh, main event. So I was, I was torn from the time it was announced. Um, kind of my thought process was Danny Barlow is incredibly dangerous uh, and incredibly explosive, and if he lands early, it could be problematic for Raheem. But I thought Raheem Forrest, if he could get past the initial surge, um, had been a little bit more battle-tested, had been uh, you know, maybe a little bit more well-rounded at this point in his career, um, but he didn't get past that initial surge, man. Danny Barlow... Uh, left hand to God, uh, it's, I mean, it's it, it's dangerous. That dude can throw, and yeah. so he, he got you know a U.S. contract. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He, he has got a Memphis accent, man. He, he, 100%. He is, he is a, a little bit country, man. So it, it was uh, it was great to see him win. Though. So it was, it was just one of those ones where, like, I want everybody in the CFFC to make it to the next level. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like I'm happy for Danny Barlow, but I'm also heartbroken for Raheem Forrest because – you know, he was kind of on the cusp before, and he had a setback. Then he earned his way here, and now he has another setback. And you just know how that pushes you back, you know what I mean? And at least yeah. at least you're on the radar, so at least you, know, you, know, you were there. On the radar, and that's it. So, the, you know, the matchmakers are at least talking about you, but it's just it's heartbreaking to know that they kind of get pushed back and, and what that does to their dreams, you know? I mean, it certainly, it certainly doesn't hurt when, uh, you know, there's an event, say, in maybe Nashville, and they're, they're trying to look for the area for other guys to fill out a card. You never know if there's a short notice. I mean, we've seen quite often where guys get that nod, so – um, I wouldn't rule him out. I mean, like you said, uh, Dana gives yeah, he does give a lot of credit to those guys that have to go in there for what he calls like the main event of these of these contender fights. So, um, like you said, he's definitely on the radar. Um, showed a lot of heart, and I think 
obviously to get that nod to be the in part of the main event. He's probably on the radar, so maybe we'll see him again. Maybe maybe one of the Nashville cards or something coming up or something. You never know. Yep, hope hope to see that for him. So, uh, all right, well, let's get to the reason that you were a little bit late getting there and you were a little bit distracted yeah. during Dana White's Contender Series because you uh, spent the afternoon kicking it with Francis Ngannou and Mike Tyson. You know how? You know, yeah, you know, you know you just do. a couple couple of my friends. You know, he's just <laughs> hanging out. He's just hanging out. I was like, hey, Mike. He's like, hey, Kenny. <laughs> That's not how he sounds, but definitely not uh, at all. <laughs> not even close. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, Kenny, I'm I'm a Holy Smith, and uh, I'm I'm gonna teach Francis how to hit this shit like I used to hit stuff. That and wasn't really good either. Shared audio from the event. That was great. I mean, thanks for bringing that on the fly. I didn't even know you had that clip teed up. Dude, it that- was so it was so amazing watching him walk in there. I mean, like it's fucking Tyson, man. And especially it's one thing when uh, he's done some of these other UFC um, pressers and other little sort of media. Th- obligations but to see him walk into a boxing ring the boxing training norm where there's going to be training going on and just seeing stuff there was just just the, there's just an air about him um yep. still when he when he steps in there and you could see the respect from the, the media that was there you could see the respect for the fighters that were in there and man um you know watching these guys go through these paces and just seeing his eyes and i was just enamored just just so enthralled by watching what he was trying to watch, the things that he was trying to counter, because I was like, okay, what's a guy that's been at the highest level that's been trained? Like, what are the sort of things that he's keying in on a fighter training? What is he looking for? So then I can look at the same sort of things. I'm like, okay, these are the areas that obviously that he's interested in or worried or checking on. And it was definitely, you know, the way that he was, the way that Francis was, was extending his arm, the way he was throwing his punches. There were times where it seemed like he wasn't punching through and he wasn't maybe... Uh, throwing as straight a shot to some of these areas and Mike would stop him and say little things. But you could see that Mike definitely had reverence for Nganu's power. He understands the power. And now I think that's the biggest challenge about this is like, how do you shape this powerful guy into a boxer? You know, I mean, it was, it was funny. And I, I kept it on the clip that I put up for uh, the workout highlights on YouTube and the reason I say about the power, because, you know, Mike, when he's kind of obviously just helping loosen up the fighter beforehand, you know, he makes like this quip. He's like, you know, don't break those mitts. You know, when when Dewey had the mitts and, and Francis was about to start hitting, he's like, don't break those mitts, you know, because he obviously knows how strong and how hard uh, Francis can hit. But what was interesting, there was a fighter, and I, I apologize for his name because I, I should check my nose. I think it was Carlos Teva. I believe he's on the undercard, I'm, and I hope I don't butcher's name but he's another heavyweight but watching him throw a big old heavyweight that actually has experience throw and then watching francis i don't want to say night and day but it was kind of night and day yeah the strength and then the movement and then the feet work um it was amazing i wasn't even going to tape it because i was like oh, I'm, I'm here for francis but when watching this guy and then me being as a guy that likes hitting mitts in fact at like 330 oscar and casey are going to swing over we're going to get to hit mitts nice um, watching a big guy, the way he was throwing his, you know, his front uppercuts, you know, the front hand uppercuts, his hooks, his power, his generation, where he's generating the power. And I think that's the big difference of Francis and what we are seeing is Francis is still doing a lot of arm strikes. He's throwing with his arm power. He's got enormous arm power and that's enough to, to knock most guys out. But when he really fine tunes it and throws like a boxer where he's generating a lot of that strength from his hip, the torque and the twist. And when everything else combines, the power is going to be just amazing. And then let alone the, the, the speed, 
But it just, you know, it was interesting. You know, but I know when I looked at some of the other guys, I was like, does this look good to you guys? I was like, it doesn't look at the level of what you would think somebody is going to go in there and fight Tyson Fury should look like. But granted, it's a sparring media day, you know, like maybe he's not going to show everything. But, you know, when you were seeing things where there was just technique, there was technical stuff not taking place where you'd see Tyson stop him, correct some things that you were just like, whoa, man, we're a month out. And it seems the most thing that Francis has right now, Francis has good endurance. He's got, he's, he carries that muscle very well. And we've seen that how he deals with um, cardio in an MMA fight. So that bodes well for him. But when it comes to technique and really being able to generate the power and let alone be able to hit a Tyson Fury moving his head side to side, I didn't, I didn't leave that session feeling really, really great. Uh, Yeah. For Francis's chances. I mean, that being said, power is power. I mean, if he lands a shot full on, like if Tyson's playing around and moving his head and and just leaves his chin out there, thinking that uh, Francis isn't going to hit it. Francis hits it full blown. It's gonna it's gonna rock him. It's gonna hurt him. But he's been hit before by by big strong guys. I just man, um, the the feet work and a lot of the other stuff. I was just like, wow, he's it just. It was just night and day from a guy that was hitting before him that's nowhere near on the level of Tyson Fury. And then to see Francis going there, and you're just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> well, um, it's, He's it's, got it, power. It's, he's, got, it's, he's got that impressive physique. But, man, I didn't, I didn't leave yesterday feeling better uh, when I was thinking about the chances of Francis for that. But, again, that being said, it was not a sparring session, and it was not a fight. It was a media session. And I take that with, um, I take that in a big percent of what we were being shown. I don't take that as his his readiness. So as much as I say, wow, mm, I don't know if he's ready. Granted, that was just a media event. You know, it wasn't he could have been you know holding back. He could have been whatever. In terms of his spirit and his mind and his confidence and some of the shit he was saying, it was fantastic. He, he looked at it like he was at ease. Um, he looked like he's on the bit, the doorstep of one of the biggest paydays ever that he's going to get. And he wasn't overblown by the situation. He wasn't shell shocked. He was comfortable in his own skin. He was having a good time. He was embracing the moment. It was, so it was wonderful. It was wonderful to see the growth in his character from when we maybe first seen him do MMA and the first UFC fights where he was still this guy that was struggling speaking English. And he he was still, we hadn't seen his personality come out yet to a guy now that is a verified superstar, you know, and just comfortable in his own skin. And he understands his worth and he understands what he's bringing to the table. Um, But unfortunately that doesn't fight for you inside the cage against the heavyweight champion. Um, So it was fun to see. It was, it was fun to see. It was great to see him. I mean, and it doesn't mean he wasn't popping those fucking mitts on some of the shots. He was, and the speed was there. It's just, um, there's levels to that game. And, uh, it just, unfortunately, it just seems like he's still on a far level from where Tyson's at. Listen, and I know exactly what you're saying. And by the way, you're not the only one that was either there or that has watched the footage that has reached kind of the same conclusion, right? A lot of you laugh. And I don't think any of us want to be disrespectful towards Francis Ngannou, right? Because, number one, uh, he's a nice guy, and we, we've all enjoyed yeah. working with him and, and working beside him. And I want him years. to win. 
And, I want, and, Tyson, and, I want and Francis all, to win. Like, we're all happy for him because the man is going and getting 100%. this huge paycheck. And, and it's his dream, right? We've always talked about it. it was his dream. He wanted yeah. to box before he ever wanted to be a mixed martial artist. So we're all just, like, so happy. But then you also have to step back and realize, man, it's a gargantuan task. And you're right, yeah. man. It's it's why we always say it's two different sports, man. I mean, it's just the the movement, the flow. It's it's you know, you can equate it to somebody that that grew up wrestling. You know, you find somebody in in a, in a mixed martial artist that started wrestling when they were like six years old, and you look at the way they're able to move into a shot or their transition. You're just like, oh my god, like that's how it's supposed to be done. Meanwhile, yeah. you know, the guy that's just starting is like, okay, hold on, what? I got to change levels, drop knee move for you know it's like whoa no 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 it's all supposed yep. to be one slick movement or whatever you know look at uh you know for instance look at like the, the success that Bo Nicholas had and how we've seen how just natural his wrestling looks right because that's a dude that's done nothing but wrestle so it's a gargantuan task and I think just if you're being realistic it's it's a huge uphill climb for him and I'm glad that he's getting the opportunity but it's I'm, I'm with you I don't really love his chances to win the fight but I can't hate the guy for taking the opportunity making the big money and putting on the show and I'm sure they're going to have a some fun fight week exchanges and some back and forth between them but yep. um it's just going to be it's just going to be a hard one and I I heard too I, I didn't see all the footage yet because I know he th I think he did like a couple different scrums right or maybe it was just like, maybe it was like he was just speaking here and there so I don't know if you were speaking here and there because I mean that's that's boxing media yeah. they're fucking you you can't uh, they're right there in your face they're going to start talking to you and and usually it was pretty laid back so he'd start talking and so there's other times where he may have been even in between sort of rounds if you will um he'd walk over to a, a one of the ring and there were three different sides of the ring for the most part where media was and then they start chatting they just throw up a question and he'd start answering right. back to it so yeah there were sort of all these little multiple like breakout sessions that would kind of happen from time to time and then there was one big big scrum at the very end um where we actually had him set up at a mic stand and answering questions and stuff. But, yeah, there were definitely some other little ones. And Tyson did the same sort of thing when he first got in there, too. They had sort of an impromptu session. Um, he's so soft-spoken, man. Yeah. Um, maybe as he's getting, you know, older and he's just mellowing out or something. But he was just sort of very soft-spoken. Um, I was, like, on the different side of the ring, and I couldn't even hear what he was saying. You know, yeah. I was just like, wow, you know. It is wild, the aura that, 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 he, that still carries around him just when he walks 100%, in the room. 100%, so, man. Um, but but so, so were you around? Because I, I saw something to the effect that Francis said something like, it's not just about power, like, this is a boxing match, or, like, we're, we're readying ourselves for a boxing match. Because, like, I almost don't want him to go in there and think of it as a boxing match. Like I almost feel like his best effort is just to get kind of wild and crazy and throw heavy shots and hope one yeah. lands. Like I don't think you're gonna like literally purely outbox Tyson Fury. I, I don't know. We, 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 did you hear him speaking anything like that? I, just, I did not. I, I saw I it passing. And I was wondering if maybe I I read it wrong, but I'm, I'm hoping like. I don't know, man. I just I, I don't want him to go in there and like I'll just out technique Tyson Fury over the course of twelve rounds. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's. That's not that going to be fun. I mean, it. I mean, one of the things he was working a lot. I mean, even if you just take it, I mean, like definitely was working his jab and multiple sort of two double, you know, couple double jabs, triple jabs, trying to work and cover some of that distance. But I don't know if that's their idea is that you know pop some jabs and try to get in close and then try to land a big power shot. But I mean, Tyson Fury's arms are ginormous as well. I mean, they're like. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not quite sure the numbers. I I think they're like ten feet long, and so like <laughs> you have to really cover quite a bit of distance to get in there. And if they're if they're thinking, you know, hey, we're not just going to go out there and blow their load, you know, throwing power. I get it, but to think that it's going to be, you know, pure technique, 
boxer A versus boxer, boxer B showing the best of the techniques, you know, that's not going to bode well. I mean, because they're just on two different levels, you know. But, I mean, Tyson, from the, the fights I've seen him, it's not like he's, like, balls to the wall crazy 100%. I think he usually lets fighters bring it to him, and then he right. he, he misses their shots and catches them with counters and other stuff. And it's like if Francis thinks he's just going to barrel in there, he's going to play right into his hands, you know. Um, that being said, though, if you only got, you know, one really particular way to, to win – you got to kind of get in his face and you yep. got to get in that, that, that length. So he's going to have to eat one or two to give one. And uh, I think it's just a matter of um, the, the ones that he does land. Is it going to cause enough damage to slow Tyson? Cause once Tyson hurts him, he's, then he turns it up and then that's a dangerous, dangerous place to be. Cause his precision, he's, he just, he's very accurate and he's very powerful. Um, Francis is very powerful. He, I just think, It'll be interesting to see if his accuracy is there, um, if he's going to be able to hit Tyson's head as it moves, as he's got that great head movement. And he's just got a great – his and this is the difference of, like, boxers that have been doing it so long. He could keep his feet planted, but, like, his body is – his upper body is, like, on a whole other pivot scale. Yeah. They're like It's like it's detached. And, you know, if he's trying to stand in that close distance, trying to catch that, he's, he's got to watch the counter. He's got to be smart with his defense. I mean, shoot, we're in the world where Sean Strickland just big beat Izzy. So, I mean, <laughs> anything is effing possible, I suppose. Um, but he has a tall task uh, ahead of him um, and a very, very dangerous one. I, I just feel like the fight's going to go as long as Tyson Fury allows himself to play a little bit and make a show out of it. Um I feel like if he tries to really end it quick, I think the fight will end quick. But that being said, um, France is going to be the most dangerous at the very beginning of the fight. Mm-hmm. You know, before he before he wears those arms out. Um, if you're throwing an arm jab over and over and over and over, and you're not, and it's all just arm strength, his arm's going to burn out, regardless of how effing big it is and powerful. So um, he's got to be smart with that that gas tank that he's got, and he's got to be smart with his arms. But he's got to. It's going to be interesting, but I mean, I think the fights the fights Tyson's to lose. But I think if Tyson goes in there completely overconfident and plays around and slips up, um, you know, we saw what happened to Anderson Silva when he decided to start playing against Chris Weidman, and he got caught. You know, anything can happen when when somebody um, starts playing around too much. And I would hate to be the guy that plays around a little bit too much while Francis Ngannou still has power in his arms. Because mm-hmm. he's that's literally, he will that, detach your head from your body. <laughs> that's why I almost think, especially early on, like, be a little wild if you have to. Like, just rush forward and throw big yeah. shots early. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. cause that's what Even just, like, yeah, drape yourself on him. Wear his, yeah. wear his arms down. But, I mean, Tyson's a big boy, man. He, he looks like a big, strong guy. I mean, uh, you know, regardless of him, he was playing around when they had their little face off when he was showing off his belly. He's still a giant man. He is a strong, big dude, man. Like, so, um, yeah, I mean, Francis, get in there. Like, clinch up a little bit, you know, make his arms heavy. Weigh on him a little bit, you know, get him to separate. Maybe try to catch him. Maybe act like you're going to go in there and clinch and then catch him with something short. But it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And, and again, uh, I don't want to sound like a downer just because what we saw, because what we saw isn't like, I guarantee what, they see in there when nobody's in there when cameras maybe he's a little bit more focused and i mean he was definitely playing to the crowd yesterday and that could have been where more of his focus was was just sort of you know um 
not really giving it all, but also he, he had no proper time to warm up. So there's a lot of that as well. You know, he walked in the ring and the very first strikes that we're seeing are, is him warming up for the day. So mm. you're not going to look fantastic right when you're warming up anyways. You know, that's what the warm up is, you know. Yep. So uh, I guess, you know, take that to his credit. You know, what we were seeing with partially was his warm up. He only did like three or four um, total sort of sets. Um, he had that one sort of like open like sparring with this guy but there was more just like little tapping um gloves and that was right before he, but i chose not to put it in the video <coughs> when i did the highlight stuff but uh yeah i mean it's going to be interesting i'm still excited for it i'm excited for francis to get a big old bag of money um i think tyson fury he's just he's an electric personality man i yep. just like watching him during fight weeks i like watching his post-fight stuff. I think he's just energetic. I think he's hilarious. Um, so he's one. He's one of the boxers I will try to tune into and watch his fights. So the fact that he's getting to fight a guy I really like and and I'm happy to see in there. Uh, I'm I'm totally into it. I'm very very happy for both guys. Both guys are going to make a lot of money. Um, uh, I can see where some boxing purists are, are pissed off because you know certain guys like Usyk aren't getting their their nod and might have to fight again. But uh, it is what it is. Sorry, too bad. We're enjoying. We're gonna enjoy this fight. <laughs> we're having fun. I think. I think the fight's got something for everybody. If a boxing fan can't get excited for this fight, then you're just you're you're probably a prick, you know, and uh, you just don't find joy in a lot of things or something. Because how can you <laughs> not get excited about this? Being. Yeah, you're probably a really shitty person. You're probably uh, a terrible father, and you're, you're 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 a terrible speller, <laughs> and and you don't know how to add up, but. Uh, uh, how can you not? How can you nah, not be excited for this I'll fight? Be, you know? I'll be tuned in. Like I said from the beginning, I don't love his chances to win, but I'll definitely be tuned in to watch the spectacle of it all because uh, yeah. it's it's unique. It's it, it doesn't happen a lot. So uh, and who knows what the show's going to look like? I mean, like Saudi's going to throw some money at this thing, man. Uh, it could be a huge, huge spectacle. Um, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. So yeah, I'll will. be tuning in. Definitely I'll be watching. tuning in. All right, listen, we said that there's no UFC this weekend, but there is some uh, fight cards. Some that you can watch and some that you can't. Uh, one that you can is the uh, – so uh, Well, I'll get to that in a moment. All right, let's talk about <laughs> one fight night 14 first. Uh, it is the first of two consecutive weekends on Amazon Prime Video for one championship. So, they, you know, they've got the weekly cards every week, so they'll have the Friday morning show, but then they'll have the Friday night show uh, this week and next week. Uh, some stuff definitely worth watching here. Stamp Fairtex against Sohei Ham is the, uh, the the title fight in the main event. Stamp has become kind of a, a bit of a superstar. Uh, she's a former champ in kickboxing Muay Thai. Now she's trying to get an MMA title as well. and uh, She's just fun to watch, man. She's a great personality. She's a showman. Uh, or show woman, I guess, but she she makes it exciting. And of course, if you're a longtime MMA fan, uh, you certainly know Sayohei Ham as well, and she brings it every time. So that should be a lot of fun. Uh, you got a Muay Thai world title as well between the teenager Smilla Sandel against Alicia Helen Rodriguez. So uh, Sandel is just crazy, man. She's like 18 years old and and just vicious, man. Just throws nasty knees. So that'll be fun. Uh, and then Danielle Kelly, uh, who yeah. of course came through uh, one, uh, came through Fury Grappling and went to one, and is finally getting her title shot as well against somebody that's actually beaten her before. So there's a little bit of history between these two nice. as well. Yeah, so I didn't a little bit of that. flavor there to it. Uh, and then you got a, a a special rules matchup between Zhang Jingnan and Nat Jarunsak, which is basically, per my understanding, is essentially just a boxing match in four ounce gloves. 
uh, but it's labeled a special rules match. So, I mean, that should be fun. So, I mean, that, you got a lot there. And then you got John Lineker back as well. I mean, he's always fun to watch fight. So, um, I think this one championship card is going to be pretty good. Again, I, I like it a lot. I still, I know there's still people that critique the submission grappling. I don't get it because I think this is a submission grappling at, at such a high level that I like yeah, it. Yeah, that's um, fun. I, I dig it's it. It's fun. And the people that they're bringing out, they have good personalities. I mean, and they're they're always fun. Like, this is going to be a, a hell of a fight. Uh, yep. Match. It's yeah. going to be a hell of a match. I mean, Danielle Kelly, man, she's fantastic. If you've never seen her, dude, she's a she's a whole she's a whole package. And I'm interested to see it. So this Jessica, and like the fact that she beat her, now I'm really really into it. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it yeah, this mission grappling shit's good. I mean, one is killing it, man. That they their cards have been really really fun and really good. So, and I love it that it's on Friday, and I'll have this whole Friday off, so I'll be Got able to the watch weekend. the whole thing. You can watch it. Yeah, it's fun. like I said, it changes up. You got. MMA yeah. in the main event, Muay Thai in the co-main, submission grappling, the special rules match. So you get a little bit of something, you know, a little bit of everything. And yeah. So that's their kind of And Muay Thai is fucking fantastic, man. Like, like people don't get uh, – who was it that recently was just chatting about it? Uh, Matt Brown put something out there because it was mm-hmm. like one of the fights that came on. And I remember I think Rogan even picked it up and was like, yeah, if you guys aren't watching this, you really need to. Because it is. It's just fantastic. I mean, like – it's 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 very storied. It's very historic. I mean, it's been around forever. I mean, it's just fantastic, man. It's so cool. Especially you like action, and oh. you like people getting knocked the f out. Like Muay Thai, man, it's fucking badass. It's, especially in the smaller gloves, man. I mean, that yeah. just added such an element to it where it's just super exciting. So I agree. I I love where one championship is right now. So. Um, a good card, and like I said, it's the first of two consecutive nights, or two consecutive weekends, I should say, not nights, on Amazon Prime Video, which is good. They keep teasing uh, more events next year, maybe more shows on Amazon, maybe uh, up to four shows in the United States, which is great. The first one was a lot of fun. Um, I know there's some, there's some, uh, what would you say, it's some raggling behind the scenes, I guess, because um, right now Colorado is the only state that has uh, their rule set approved. And I know that, that one championship is trying to get to some, some other states as well. But uh, the Association of Boxing Commissions, you know, they're trying to say, hey, you can't allow these things. You, this rule set shouldn't be allowed. There was a letter written to the Colorado Commission to try to ask them to get rid of it. It's a lot of politics. I hate to say it, man. It's a lot yeah, of politics. And, I, I, and I, if, it was, if it was truly a concern of fighter safety, like if it was really the fact that they were like, Man, listen, we just think that rule set is a little too dangerous. There's a reason why we didn't ever approve it before. And, you know, we have studies that show that it's incredibly dangerous, and that's why we need to go away with it. If that was the case, I would be a little bit more understanding of it and maybe applaud them. Like, okay, cool, they're trying to do – but it's not, man. It's it's politics and, you know, what they don't want. And I just – I don't know, man. I, I hope that Colorado doesn't have to cave to the pressure, and I hope that some other states maybe will say, hey, we can, we can do this as well. I mean – I just – I don't see the difference. Like, it's almost like where do you draw the line, right? If you're going to say yeah. that, um, you know, bare knuckle is fine. If you're going to say that power slap is fine. If you're going to say That's that, what I was going to bring up. I yeah. was like, if any of these commissions have said power slap is okay, then shame on you for not agreeing to this because that's ridiculous. Exactly. You're letting violence happen with no defense at all. Like – Shush your mouth and just approve it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and look, I, I get it. You know, the, the the one always that stands out, of course, is, you know, the knees to the head of a grounded opponent. But the big argument that I don't think people understand there is that, like, you know, because the, the, the rule is just how, you know, the, the concern is how dangerous it could be. And it can be. But the other thing, too, is when you see fighters compete under that rule set, they don't stay in that position to get need because they know they can get need. So they move out of the way. It's not like, oh, you know, 
guys turtle up and their head's just there and they get drilled all the time. Like, no. And that's what makes it more exciting is because the fighter can't just turtle up and sit there because they know they might get kneed in the dome, so they need to turn real quick and move and adjust position. And that's what leads what leads to it, it being an exciting rule set is not the fact that you can knee somebody to the head. It's the fact that people have to react so they don't get kneed in the head so they, didn't, they right. don't stay in those neutral positions you know, where they're kind of turtled up because they know I could get crushed. So um, I don't know, man. I, I hope, like I said, I hope that Colorado doesn't cave to the pressure um, and I hope other, uh, other, other states will eventually allow it to happen as well. So uh, that is Friday night. Now, Saturday morning, I feel really bad for PFL because PFL Europe – They've got a really good card. Um, they, they, you know, they've got, they're at the semifinals of their season, and so there's, um, you know, some, uh, you know, some names there. They're definitely worth watching. But the, the, the top of the bill, everybody knows, it's it's the debut of Cedric Dumbe, uh, which everybody wants to see that guy. If you haven't seen Cedric Dumbe's kickboxing highlights, that dude is incredible, man. He is an absolute machine, um, and and you know widely regarded as one of the greatest strikers on the planet. He's 4-0 as a mixed martial artist, but you know hasn't uh, really reached the highest level yet and he's but he wants to. He's like, "Look, I want to make it clear that I'm I'm the greatest fighter of all time, you know, and 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 uh, I want to make history." So, he's debuting. It's in Paris. The card's been sold out for a while. It's not a massive venue, but it's still a sold out venue. Um, because, you know, the, he's a French guy. And they're excited about it. You also have the Lazy King, Abdul, Abdul Rahimov, uh, who is a lot of fun as well. If you've, if you've seen him fight, um, he's, he's exciting. He's very, very skilled, and he's a showman as well. He's on the card, so it's great. So I, I get information from PFLPR, like, hey, there's going to be a stream available that we'll provide to you for a U.S. audience. And I'm like, that's phenomenal news. That is great, great news. Uh, and I put that out uh, on, on Twitter, and a lot of people reacted well to it. They were like, yes, absolutely outstanding. Uh, and then I get um, a call the next day, and it's like, hey, sorry. By the way, that information, there was a miscommunication with us internally, and so that's not going to be the case. You know, We will be streaming like weigh-ins and press things and things like that, but you can't. There, there is no stream for the U.S. audience to watch the fights. Now, as many people have reacted to my tweet uh, – Yes, there will be streams available. I mean, make no mistake yeah. about it. There will it will be media viewable. will be watching. Yeah, media there will, will be, be watching. VPNs will be used, and uh, you know, creative workarounds will be utilized. Um, but obviously, none of that is legal, um, so it's not supposed to be that way. And I was hoping we get a stream. It's unfortunate because when I put the retraction, um, the number of nasty messages I saw—not towards me, but just really trashing the PFL. I felt bad for him. Um, I mean, it's, it, it is what it is. I mean, it's just the truth. Uh, but I felt awful for him because I, I feel like PFL is doing some good things too. You know, we just talked about how great One's product is right now. PFL is doing some great things as well. And this just feels like a misstep because it's a car that people are excited about. Doombay appeals to a crossover audience. Lazy King appeals to hardcores and, and could be a show. And then you just got a lot of names on there. I mean, Decheva's on there as well. And, um, you know, some, some names worth watching, and they, and they didn't find out a way to get it broadcast. I don't know exactly what the reasoning is. I'll just put that out there as well. Um, my understand, my guess, and this is purely a guess and speculation, is that DAZN, um, who was actually a partner with them in PFL Europe, I, I'm assuming they said they wanted to keep the exclusive rights. I can't – I just – I don't get it, man. It just feels like a misstep to me. So I, hundred percent. I, I I know there's some. It's not as if, and, and look, we've been in this situation before. How many years, right? 
where Bell remember when Showtime would tape delay Bellator and we would all be like Bellator what are you doing and nobody nobody would speak on record but behind the scenes the you know the, the people that we would talk to even within Bellator would be like bro you think we want this stuff tape delayed like it's not we ain't making this call like we don't want it tape delayed we want I have to imagine there's nobody in the PFL it's like yeah man let's not we don't need to make this thing available to the US it's some kind of contract through a carrier or a partner or something I don't. I don't even think you can blame the PFL. Like, there's no way they don't want to show this in the United States. But for whatever reason, the ball's getting dropped, and I think it's unfortunate because I think this is a card, especially on a weekend when there's no UFC. This is a card maybe people want to want to tune in for. So yeah, unfortunate, man. Well, you kind of got to blame them a little bit because I mean, they're, I guess their partnership. They could be partnering up with maybe Amazon. Maybe Amazon wouldn't be uh, having some issues with them streaming their stuff. But yeah, I mean, if I can get it, if if DAZN is playing hardball or whatever but i mean that kind of shame on you for being partners with somebody that's now not allowing you to stream to your largest market or whatever and what's interesting about this is i mean i know a lot of people are like wait what's pfl europe pfl europe still happening that's right. happening like what is that and then okay yeah it is but oh yeah but you can't watch it so how are you going to build any sort of marketplace in the states if they can't actually watch this product like what's the point are, if you're making a product and you decide that that product's for not for the u.s and that's for Europeans to watch cool I get it that's your that's your business decision doesn't make sense because you're based out of the US (laughs) (laughs) and like you have a huge market that we want us we want to watch the rest of your stuff you'd think we'd be able to watch all of it Um, but it is what it is Um, you know again anything that happens overseas is is always going to be with some sort of a partnership whether it's be broadcasting and there's all the deals and stuff and it's unfortunate because I mean it seems like they've been building a lot of steam and they're they're doing a lot of really good things you know it just did feel weird like a sort of like oh was somebody not paying attention to this you know sort of deal and you kind of feel like something slipped through the crack the crack somewhere and uh you wonder if there's you know too many people focus on some of these big ticket items that maybe they should have just made sure that they made sure that the, the, the low hanging fruit was taken care of. It's one thing you want to sign Francis and you're going to, want to try to create this and you're going to do all these super series and these super ballots and all the other stuff. And, Oh, Hey, we're going to make sure that uh, Jake Paul is going to come here one day and we're going to do all this as this, but Oh, Hey, PFL Europe, which is something that you guys were really big and proud and trying to do, but Oh, we didn't make sure that we could get that broadcast in the U S like feels like somebody just dropped the ball somewhere. Um, but again, it's not the end of the world. People forget, you know, it's not like there's any, uh, I mean, these are all fighters from not around this area. So it's not like there's maybe, unless you're just a diehard fan for one of them, it's not like you're missing your hometown guy, you know, that you're not going to get to fight, you know, watch fight or something like that. It's a whole different market of, of fighters, but still, um, if you're building marketplace and you're building and you're trying to be the number two organization, if you will, um, it just seems like a out of, out of place. It just yeah. it, it leaves you scratching their head, and, and feels, feels they're like too big for that. Feels like a yeah. misstep, you know. And and, and you yeah. said it right. I mean, look, the people that want to watch this fight card are going to watch this fight card. Make no mistake about it. Yeah, hundred you know? percent. I mean, had a lot of uh, had a lot of uh, tweet backs. It was like, ahoy, matey, join join the the SSVPN, you know, <laughs> and whatever. <laughs> you know, just a lot of pirate jokes and things along that nature. So I mean, they're gonna watch it, but yeah, it just feels like a misstep. And and I get it. Like maybe again, especially when it's as easy as like, couldn't you just like do a geo-blocked YouTube or something like that, you know what I mean, on your YouTube channel or something. So, um, unfortunate. But, again, I, I felt bad for all the vitriol and the hate that was being spit at PFL in my tweet. 
Because, again, I, I can't imagine the boots on the ground are like, yeah, we don't need to show this, but, man, those things are, are out of their hands. So, um, But I'll, I'll definitely be watching. I think it's, again, there's there's a couple of very uh, highly anticipated debuts that are, that are worth checking out. So uh, if you happen yeah. to live in France or Europe or your computer resides in Europe and you <laughs> – <laughs> and you want to tune in, you can check that out on uh, on Saturday morning, and I'll definitely be watching as well. So, uh, Other than that, look, it's going to be a good weekend off. I, I, <laughs> since, since we're talking about PFL Europe, I, 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 I had a joke, or I saw this online. It was a meme. Um, do you know, I want to say, do you know what the, the, the word for 19 in French is? I do not. Dis neuf. <laughs> It almost sounds like these nuts here. 19 French translation. I will see if I can. I don't know if it'll play through. Uh, uh, you're ridiculous. Here it is. See, I don't know if you're going to You might hear it. I don't know if it'll go on the screen, but listen. <laughs> Did you hear it? No, I didn't hear it. it didn't oh, play okay. it's D's Nuff. It's D I X N E U F. D's Nuff. I better not show my son that. He'll, uh, yeah. he'll definitely be dropping Yeah, so there's, the there's, there's your PFL Europe. D's Nuff. <laughs> 19 <laughs> look up look up 19 in french and if you're like me in like a 10 year old humor you'll get you'll get it you'll get uh, the humor. there's some french listener right now going what is wrong with this guy and they're like Come he on, said man. it really wrong he too said but it, totally it wrong. is now he's enough sir <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, listen, uh, I'll throw it out there real quick. I have been teasing some changes uh, for me personally. I'd hope to have everything locked up, uh, but I can't. I'm still working on uh, some details of crossing some T's and dotting some I's, but there will be some uh, some uh, some announcements made in the very near future regarding my own personal future. Obviously, it will all be involved in mixed martial arts. So I'm not going anywhere. But uh, I will say that my time with MixedMartialArts.com uh, has come to an end. My contract with them is complete. Uh, and they're, uh, I'm not really at liberty to say what things that they're working on as well, but they're, they're going in a different direction, and, and, uh, it, but the timing worked out perfectly. I appreciate the opportunity that those guys gave to me over the last year and a half when I walked away from, uh, from MMA Junkie, and uh, now I'm kind of pursuing some of those opportunities even further, so the timing for this change kind of worked out great, but I just want to express my, uh, my thankfulness to them uh, for their partnership over the last year and a half and uh, announced that uh, again, my time with them is done, but um, in the meantime, we might be seeing some more content on uh, the MMA Road Show. Might 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 want to uh, see maybe maybe pay attention to the YouTube channel if you're not subscribed there. Might start dropping a little bit of stuff over there because, like I said, I've got some things in the fire. But in the meantime, before everything gets all done, I'm I'm, I'm kind of uh, rolling solo, and so we might see some content over on the MMA Roadshow. So we'll, we'll keep you up to date on all that. And, and, and we have that word out by October. D's enough. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to fucking throw that in there. I just think uh, I, lo- I think that is the most hilarious thing. Ever. I think yes. I think by October, D's enough. <laughs> I think both of these enough. You know what I mean? Both of these enough. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, what what month what month is Bofa? That is that is the month we need to live in. That I would that would be my new birthday. Oh, I'm looking for oh, a, that's good shit. I'm looking for Bank of America uh, <laughs> uh, store number nineteen. Store what number nineteen. Why is that, sir? Both of these the best. <laughs> Automatic deposit. What day? Oh, these enough. 
By, by the way, yeah, the announcement that I'd like to make is that I am now 12 years old. And <laughs> that's it. And that is what keeps me. Uh, that's what keeps me going. So I love it. Ridiculous humor. So anyway, yes, announcements forthcoming. I wish I had them all buttoned up and ready to go, but uh, they are good and they are exciting. And uh, obviously, with any change, again, it's it's nerve wracking, but it's fun. It's all kind of working towards the ultimate progression that uh, that I started when I uh, when I walked away from MMA Junkie. So uh, you can. Read into that as you will. Unfortunately, they're just not my announcements to make, but I will make them as soon as possible. In the meantime, you can always check us out right here at the MMA Road Show. This ain't going anywhere. I can promise you that. 444 consecutive weeks. That is one thing that will be a constant wherever I end up. They will not take this away from me. They will not take away my time with cold coffee. The MMA Road Show will stick around. And there's always the Patreon.com slash the MMA Road Show as well, where for as little as $3 a month, you can help support the show and uh, – it will always be greatly appreciated. I was trying to do the math. There's a lot of episodes till we get to the next 500 and D's enough. We have to, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to five, figure that. 56 away. So that means we're a year plus away from episode number 500. Damn it. But, uh, well, looking forward to that one. I'll, I'll work on my friends before then. <laughs> you know we're not going anywhere. I mean, listen, man, 44. I mean, we're over. Eight, that's close. To, that's close to nine years now, right? It's uh, um, uh, eight and a half years. I took math for liberal arts. I could probably figure that one on the calculator. I did 444 divided by 52 because we've never missed a week. There's never been one single week that we've missed an episode. We've had some near misses here and there with some travel and some illnesses and COVID came along and uh, all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, But uh, eight and a half years, we've never missed an episode. So, uh, yeah, 500 would be big. 520 would be 10 years, which would be – not that far away, a year and a half away, man. How insane is that? Wow, 500 and enough. <laughs> 500 episodes is still 12 years old. Both of them. How is it that we get younger? I mean, our, our, our visually we get older, uh, but mentally. Uh, yes. We started before we started taping, yes, I was remarking and how many gray hairs were coming on my sides, but I, fortunately, the hair I, that's still there. Fortunately, I, I don't have any gray hairs at all. I have a couple blonde ones here and there. That, oh, uh, yes, yes, the blonde ones. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, enough. All right, uh, you don't want to hear us rambling any longer. We appreciate uh, you joining us in. Again, enjoy the rare uh, UFC weekend off, then things will get uh, big again. Obviously, big pay-per-views coming up over the next couple of months that we look forward to covering. Uh, but enjoy this one. If you check out some, some college football, check out some college football. Check out some – pro football spend some time with your family do some do some outdoor stuff as the fall sets in just enjoy this rare non-usc saturday but more than anything just remember that we appreciate you and thanks for listening he's enough